Hello passengers and welcome to episode 62 of the Game Train Podcast. I'm Callan Davison, I'll be your host this evening, or morning, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, joining me is the other part of the Game Train, uh, Carl Smith, hello. Hello, hello there. Hello, hey, yes, alright, so uh, it's E3 special episode, that's right, we're just going to be talking about E3, what we fought on all those games and etc, etc. So, yeah, uh, yeah big one, bit, big bit one. different style of an episode this time, but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, we're going to throw uh, a lot in there, so there's not going to be a lot of time for all our extra bits and pieces, so you'll have to come back for next episode for all that fun stuff, but there's just too much to talk about. Exactly. So uh, let's start off with the news. Oh, wait, we won't actually, because we've actually produced five express cards, which is pretty much all the nitty-gritty of E3, all those release dates and what we saw at the conferences, etc. So we're going to pretty much skip news this week and get straight into our thoughts on everything from yeah. uh, E3. So jump jump in and uh, check those out. They're actually really short, succinct little episodes that go from like four minutes to some of them are like 12 minutes at the most, I think. And that's that's where we try and mention and cover everything. Whereas this time we're, we're not going to do that. We're just going to talk about stuff that we thought was awesome and that is interesting to us. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let, let's get straight into it, hey? So uh, why don't we start off with uh, EA and uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was yeah. pretty much one of the only new things they showed off because everything else was either uh, sports games again or Apex Legends. But let's just talk about Jedi Fallen Order because that's the biggest thing to come out of their little uh, little presentation that they had. Yes, good call. Um, I was extremely happy with what I saw. They had like two trailers throughout E3, two different ones. Yeah, they had an extended gameplay trailer at their own sort of event. And then uh, during the Xbox press conference, they had just like, you know, your normal one minute trailer sort of thing. Yeah, more of a big sort of showy in and out, but bits and pieces. Yeah, I was excited to see gameplay for the first time, just to see how this game would work, and it was pretty much what I expected. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure, you know, what what to expect to be honest. But it, so it, I guess it's um like Tomb Raidery or Uncharted Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much, and you just cruise around with your lightsaber, and you've got force powers, which all look really fun as well. Yeah, so, I, I imagine there's going to be some excellent set pieces with that kind of a setup. Yeah, and just like, you know, it should be just fun just playing through. It just looked like a fun, you know, sit down 15-hour game at most, I guess. Yeah, like a, just a, I guess like their movies, like just a big summer blockbuster where you're just like, I'm going to go have an incredible time and just wow at my screen for a bit and pick apart some new bits and pieces of Star Wars lore and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, what I was surprised at was how much uh, sort of, what would I say? How advanced in the Force Cal, the main protagonist, is. Yeah, so... you do start out the game as a Padawan, so... Yeah, but I think he's he's had... The idea is he's had the powers for quite some time, but in secret. So I guess he's been, I assume, working on them slowly over the years. So he, it's not like he's just discovered them. I think he's been sort of sitting on it and hiding away. Yeah, it's uh, it, it looks fun. Like I think it's going to be very enjoy- enjoyable experience. Yeah, like you know, it's not open world or anything like that. But yeah, it just looks like fun, and I, I'm excited to check out all the different force powers you get. Like the slow time one looked awesome when they shoot like a laser at you and can slow it right down. Oh, like, wasn't that what awesome? What Kylo Ren did at the start of um, 
Force Awakens. Yeah, and actually, actually, I, I take back what uh, my reply to you. I do agree with you. That is quite advanced in, yeah. in Jedi powers, isn't it? Because, I mean, yeah. when Kylo Ren did it, they kind of made out like, whoa, this is like unprecedented power. Yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile, this guy's like, yeah, I just stop everything or slow stuff down. But it looks cool. I'm interested that's to true. see the upgrade system and how you can put points into things, because I assume that's what will happen. Whether you can actually, you know, upgrade your lightsaber in different ways would be kind of cool as well. Yeah, I'm also curious as to how he dies in the end. Wow, spoilers. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just, it's, you know, at the same time, it's it's that same timeline as the, uh, what was that? Uh, um... Rebel? Rogue One? Yeah, that's it. Rogue yeah. One. And, and I mean, none of them are in the current timeline, so there's no other explanation unless he goes for a vacation. Yeah, um, that is very true. Yeah, You know, so, so I just, you know, I can't be a spoiler because I can't be the know-all or writer of Star Wars, but I'm just curious how Wait, he dies. You Star Wars? Oh my yeah, gosh. it's me, hello. we got the writer of Star Wars here, welcome. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. I can't wait to do this interview. I have so many answers for you. <laughs> Okay, moving on from Jedi Fallen Order, and oh yeah, that's out November this year, by the way. So get excited for that. That's right, yeah. it's a 2019 release. 2019. That's that's another win for this one. So that'll be a really fun one to just get stuck into this year. All right, let's move on to uh, Xbox, etc. So they had a big presentation this year with Sony's absence from Eve Three. Yes. Yep. Um, let's it. talk about the Outer Worlds first. They pretty much kicked off the conference with that, which was, I thought was a strange one to kick off with, but hey. you know, Yeah, as an opener? Own. True that. Yeah, yeah, you know, a multi-platform game to kick off their sort of conference. I thought they would have opened with Gears or something like that, you know? Yeah, I thought open with Gears, close with Halo, right? Yeah, yeah, but no, they went with Outer Worlds, but I sat down last night and watched a bunch of extended gameplay because they just showed off a trailer and stuff for it, and it's got a release date. 25th of October um, but yeah I was really impressed with it it's very it's very Fallout like when you there's even a way to slow down enemies a la the VAT system in it oh nice yeah, nice yeah so it looks really cool um, the developers were talking about that there are pretty much two worlds you go to two planets and then you can go to some asteroids and stuff as well you get like a ship Okay, so there's two main planets. All right, that's interesting to know because I had no idea, like, you know, where we're yeah. thinking. I was and thinking, like, you know, five or something bigger. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I don't know how big in scope they're going for with this, but it looks really cool. They explained about, like, sort of, you can tackle everything in a different way. You can be bad, you can be good, you can be in between, you can stealth through areas, or you can go in full blasting. Yeah, so you've always got that choice like you did in the Fallout games. And they even said, because these are the guys that did make Fallout New Vegas, they even said, in a way, this is like a spiritual successor to New Vegas. Yeah, now, here's a thought. How much do you reckon this game looks like Starfield? I don't know, I haven't seen Starfield. But that's what I, I just mean, like, prediction-wise... Yeah, if you're going to think of Starfield, you probably think of this. Because they even said, we'd never done a sci-fi game before. They said, you know, we've done post-apocalyptic, etc. But we've never done, like, a spacey sort of game before. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. And, like, Starfield is, like... It would be a similar-looking engine in a similar-looking world. You know, like, I, unless they're going... Unless Starfield is going, um, you know, when... 
Bethesda finally reveals that unless it's going like super clean sci-fi and avoid yeah. the dirty um, old look, this is more like a cross between Fallout and Borderlands, kind of like the Wild Wild West, but in space. A yeah, bit. It, it, it should be interesting. It should yeah, be interesting. I can't wait to I, compare the two, but I guess one's yeah. like two years away or something. Yeah, this is definitely on my must uh, must watch list out um, out of worlds. Don't be confused with um, out of wilds. And I'm yes. getting too, too right. confused. Um, so the big one at uh, Xbox's conference was the reveal of Cyberpunk again. Yes, yep. And of course, that big Keanu moment. And Keanu Reeves is in the game as a character, and they brought Keanu out on stage. How did they keep that secret? Like, that is such a, a classic, leakable detail. Yeah, like, the amount that leaked before E3 this year was ridiculous. Like, yeah, just the amount of stuff, like, we could just go on and on about what leaked um, yeah. in the weeks leading up. But this, this was bang tight down and then it's amazing that no one expected him to be a in the game and then b walk out on stage to yeah. present the release date how did he even get there i mean this is like in the middle of la the world of paparazzi how did he get there without anyone even having a hint like to me all this screams is what we keep on being like it, it keeps on being reiterated is is how much of an amazing company cd project red is like just within itself and its staff it's like they really respect each other to for no one to leak something as crazy as this and i think they kept it secret within the company as well like there was a talk of um when they did the rehearsals they had a code name for him and they had a different person walk out on stage to fill that part of the show so oh wow yeah it was like full lockdown and I think a lot of people, even within the company, didn't know he was there until that morning. Wow. So it's pretty insane. It, it was a magic moment. But like, as if we weren't already excited enough for Cyberpunk, and they just dropped that in there. I'm so surprised they didn't use this as a selling point from day one. Yeah. Which is really yeah. cool. Like, proves that they're, in, like, they're saying, you know, our game is good enough on its own merit to excite people and they're right it was and then this and you're like oh man this is so cool yeah so yeah what uh what is the release date there carl uh yep yep uh what i had it written down here what is it uh 2020 oh geez march it's definitely april 2020 was it april i yes. didn't why is it not down here oh yeah that's right because i didn't actually watch the xbox thing live so i didn't take Notes as crazy as I assumed you were, because I was in the snow. Yes. Well, I've lost all my Xbox conference notes, so... Oh, no, this is terrible. We are the worst. Okay, so let me just open up my professional on-time had-it-here calendar. Uh, yes. Don't, don't, don't leave us, everybody. No. So, so we can have... See, I thought... <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I, was, I was on a mountain, and I, believe me, I was trying. Um, here we go. April 16, 2020. There you go, April 16, get excited for Cyberpunk. Every other game developer don't release a game anywhere around there. Nope, <laughs> that is that is next year's Red Dead Redemption, where no one that's, wants to touch it. That's right, that's right. So also they showed off some more uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps at Xbox's conference. Oh which God, was, doesn't uh, that look So good. hype about oh until God. the release date, which is 2020. February 11, 2020. Uh, 
felt like crying at that stage. I was so set on it was going to be a 2019 game. I know. I was hoping it was either going to be a ghost drop that then and there or November. That's what I was feeling for Ori. <sighs> like, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I was really disappointed because they've been showing it off for a few years now. Yeah, it's time, guys. Just drop it. You have like 8 million studios. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, so that's. I was very, very disappointed in that. But something that I am excited about is finally we got the first little reveal of FromSoft's collaboration with George R.R. R. Martin's game, Elden Ring. Ooh, doesn't that look interesting? I mean, we just, we saw nothing. It was a concept trailer, but it was yeah. really intriguing. So pretty much George has written the sort of, I guess, themes of the game, like the like the world building for the game. He hasn't like written the script as such, but he's sort of laid down like what the general lore is for it. And then from software's gone on from there and developed the world and and things like that. So it's going to be like an open world Dark Souls style game this time. Open world Dark Souls, okay. Open that's... world Dark Souls, yeah. So I'm expecting a 2020 release, but it still could come out in 2021 as well. I can't believe we're talking 2021 already. I know. I mean, but something as ambitious as this, because one thing about those Souls games is their level design is just insane. Like, already in how small they are and how they intertwine within each other, and they're Mm -hmm. like a crumpled piece of paper that you can pull out. I don't know how you would translate that into open world, or if you do it at all, or if it's just some sort of more like um, Metroidvania, but a very big version. Like yeah. Arkham Asylum or something. I was well, so curious for a developer that's like quite known for their intricacies in their tight maps. This is a, a bold move. Yeah. And also, they showed off a bit more of Project xCloud, which is their streaming service. And from all reports at E3 of people that have actually tried it out, uh, it sounds like it's going to be pretty good. Ah, that, see, that's cool. I, I was surprised they didn't spend as much time as I expected on that. So... I don't yeah, know. so you're going to be able to stream games to your mobile phone or other devices, etc. Oh, yeah, and using your yeah. console as your own personal, um, what is it? Um, box. Stream box? A server. Server, yeah. Is okay. the word stream box. Listen to us, full pro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, are, we are on well, this. We are welcome on to this. Game Train. Yeah. <laughs> the scientists of games. Yeah. We also uh, had the first look at Project Xbox Scarlet. Yeah, sort of a look. Yeah. A a chat, more like. We didn't see anything. No. Yeah, they weren't really going to show off too much. Like, I guess we can have a quick look at this year's E3 was that sort of last stand before the next gen. So we saw really no next gen gameplay. No. And I think like that, because everyone's still keeping it under wraps. Well, we, they did. The only official announcement was, um, which we'll get into a bit more later, but was Halo Infinite is going to. Yeah. It won't launch until next gen. And I was expecting the same for Cyberpunk, but it looks like that's definitely a current gen game. And of course, it'll, it'll most likely have a next gen sort of counterpart, but it is yeah. still being pushed as a current gen game, which is amazing as well. So yeah, Project Xbox Scarlet. It still doesn't have an actual name. I'd be cool if they just call it a Scarlet. Really, I they won't. I we wanted mind. we wanted Scorpio, and they didn't give that to us. And they knew we wanted it as a name, yeah. and they gave us one instead. 
They'll probably just call it X- Xbox Two. I don't like, know. Oh, that's cool. They've got themselves in, in such a tight predicament with names. They just jumped around everywhere. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's time to change the shape. Call it the X Square. Xbox oh, Squared. Yes, I called it. Named it. There it is. Uh, yuck. It's I'd like two to the power of. Next. No, but then what do you call the next one? You the do one like after a, the next. It'll be like um, Nintendo, and they'll call it the new Xbox Next. Yes, that's right. Uh, so yeah, yeah. They, they touched on some of the specs, saying that it's going to have a super fast SSD. It can go up to 120 frames a second. can run 8K, etc. So pretty much similar to what Sony was talking about with the PS5. Yeah, and they did say four times as powerful as the One X. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the actual official specs when it's all laid out at the end of the yep. day. But we won't see probably anything until, like, the big grand reveal at next year's E3, which is going to be I, all about the next gen. Like, that's that's what yeah, E3 2020 will be. I imagine they'll do, like, a, an event just before E3 and then make E3 about the actual games. I have a feeling that that's what's going to happen. They'll do, like, ah. a... Just just random random thought. And another quote that I thought was interesting to mention was the fact that they said um oh geez it just left my head now what was it so it was four times as powerful uh yep that's very interesting and then oh bugger i just had it there it was it was something i really wanted to mention to do with the xbox the the next gen one bugger it was right there yep i got too distracted already um it was just the only one thing that that was kind of solid Mm, that's very annoying. That is annoying me to to no level. Um, bugger. Oh, that kills me. It was... Because they didn't say a lot of solid things, like, for example, you know, it's four times as powerful as the current Xbox One X. And I'm like, okay, there. That's something solid to go by. And it was this one other thing he said. And I wish I had it here in my notes. That's going to kill me. Wow. All right. So they also showed the first... Oh, a bit of extra on Halo Infinite. No gameplay again, just a pre-rendered cutscene. Yeah. um, Well, it wasn't pre-rendered. It was all in-game. Oh, yeah, but like it was just a a cutscene, you know. Yeah, but worth mentioning because it had like some really good sort of um, smoke and light effects through the smoke and all that kind of thing. And then the... uh, um, the kind of mist was reacting to the character model falling over and all that kind of sort of... I mean, they've shown that stuff before. They did it when they first showed Witcher 3. Yep. Um, because they were showing it in a much smaller sort of world, but then when they actually released the game, a lot of that stuff disappeared. Um, but they were just showing that it was capable. So, um, but yeah, it, it did look pretty cool, but yeah, it is a teeny tiny section so I mean you know that's making a a live in-engine trailer is still pretty easy to make look fantastic because it's just contained within a tiny 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 world of like a spaceship yeah look I think with next gen we're not going to see a big graphical leap but we might see that's what I that's that's the quote thank you for reminding me he said specifically 
this next gen is the biggest leap in graphical power that they've ever had. So, that's interesting. Because yeah, I don't graphical know. graphical power, but I, I just think we'll see more details and things like that. But they're, they're, with the PlayStation 5 little announcement, they were focusing on speed of loading, you know, things like this, making it so the game world seem more seamless, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that rather than a huge graphical leap, let's say. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I assumed that much as well because of what happened last generation to this generation. The visual sort of fidelity didn't really change all that much. You know, like... Yeah. GTA 5 looked still like GTA 5 but had more grass and yeah. whatever. But um yeah. it was just I thought it was just interesting that he did say it specifically saying it's the biggest. I mean, I'm sure he wants to hype it up and make by him we mean Phil Spencer of course. Um yes. and yeah, I'm sure he wants to hype it up as much as he can, but I just thought it was an interesting specific choice of words because it's like I don't know, the jump between the first Xbox and the 360 was pretty big yeah that was a huge and the first playstation playstation 2 exactly so if he's saying you know this is the biggest ever hmm i would love to notice it is all i'm saying but i mean with games like you know with games like red dead redemption already and comparing that to you know um Geez, I, I want to say I wanted to say Cyberpunk, but that's going to be a current gen as well. Like, how much better than Cyberpunk could this look? Yeah, well, we'll I think see. we'll just see more like NPCs in the world, etc., things like that. You yeah, know? okay, like blowing clothes and hair yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Cool. Okay. Uh, anything else from Xbox you want to mention before we move on? Uh, I did. I think it's a little sleeper sort of announcement was the. Uh, lego star wars skywalker saga oh yeah 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 i was very excited to see that it kind of looks like they're not remaking but remixing they made it sound like it was a whole new project containing all nine movies uh and like hundreds of characters and i missed a few of the lego star wars ones and some of them are the best ones they're Mm. just they're just such charming fun simple games and to have this like huge Skywalker saga, all nine movies, all in one sort of release in the Lego Star Wars universe, I think is going to be a lot of fun. And we should mention this before dropping it. Double Fine, new studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Xbox has picked up yet another studio, Double Fine. So they're making Psychonauts 2 at the moment. And uh, this is with the the great Tim Schafer. He was on stage and having a chat and having a little jab about, hey, if you want me to make the next Halo or Gears, you know, here I am. Just let me know. And they're yeah. like, no, it's all good. We just want you to make great games. And I mean, he's this is the mind behind Monkey Island. So I am stoked. This is this is huge. Like not huge for like AAA gaming, but huge for the indie scene and that creative sort of, you know, section of the game making world. This is a a really big not just um not just sort of studio but a really big personality to have acquired as well yeah so that's exciting um uh, they did a gears 5 trailer that was really short but it was kind of cool to look at um what else did they do that was interesting oh yeah we should mention the forza horizon 4 lego speed champions dlc Everything which is out is right awesome. now <laughs> yep uh that was really cool that that was Definitely out of left field surprise. Um, 
not everyone seems to be pleased, but uh, I certainly am. We had a quick that was, go that was of it this morning. Leaked before the show. Oh, was it? Yep. Ah, uh, well, well, it's official and it is real and it is out now. So jump on, give it a yes. go. It's uh, it seems pretty fun. I had yeah. to play for about an hour this morning. Nice. All right, let's uh, move on to Ubisoft now. Yes, man, right, there's so Ubisoft, much to talk about. Rather than having Keanu Reeves, they had a dog on stage. Which Keanu Reeves could have easily done because he is a dog lover. Yeah, so they had a dog. They just decided to bring out a dog and just sit it there on stage for no reason. Well, I mean, he was the boss of the wolves. Yeah, yeah. The actor, uh, what's his name, John? Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. I even tried. I did the, um, I did the express cast for that one, and I was trying to pronounce his name. He's, <laughs> he's the guy who plays as Shane in The Walking Dead and The yeah. Punisher. Uh, John Bernthal, I think. Yeah. So it was actually his dog that he brought out on stage. Oh it yeah. His, it was his. Bam own, bam. It was his, it was his own idea to bring out a dog for whatever reason. Ah, oh, okay. Maybe he's just trying to win points. I know, yeah. So people loved Keanu Reeves and the dog at Ubisoft stage. So yeah, point grabbing. So imagine next year, everyone has a dog on stage. Yeah. Well, they had one recently, remember, at 1E3? That little famous um, Insta dog or something. And it was like a tiny little thing with a little t-shirt on. It was super cute. Uh, it was so random. It was like a, a girl brought it on, and they were like, "This is Instagram famous puppy." And I was like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> but um, he was interested. Uh, so he's in the game as well, kind of like Keanu Reeves star. But I think he plays what is he like the antagonists? Yeah, he, yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah, which is he plays a great bad guy. So that's very interesting. Yeah, so that's Ghost Recon Breakpoint we're talking about. Yes. Yes, of course. And they're bringing back the AI teammates, which I was... That's probably my favorite part of Wildlands was the AI teammates. It was really cool yep. having them on there. Um, so, speaking of dogs, we got our first look at the new Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs oh, Legion. That's which a stretch. Also Come on. <laughs> I like that. Had a nice. schedule. Yes, uh, it did. So, this one is set in London uh, yes. in a post-Brexit era, and pretty much London has just gone to crap. Yes. It is just an absolute mess. And you, again, play as a bunch of hackers, but this time you can play as any NPC in the game. Yeah. And, I mean, we heard that in the rumor, but seeing it being demoed in the gameplay sort of demo was pretty amazing. Like, I, man. Yeah. So well, Ubisoft has said that each character in the game is going to have their own schedule, They've got their own stats, etc. And you can recruit anyone into your cause. It's really, really ambitious. They're like, all fully voiced and animated. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Like, oh, and there's permadeath. That's right. So is... if you if one of your recruits so you can do you can recruit I don't know how many people, but they showed a screen there's like sixteen little faces on the screen. But you yep. can keep recruiting people, but yeah, if they die, they're dead. Yeah. And I don't I don't know how they're going to do this. It's it's either going to be a a huge shortcut letdown or just the most ambitious amazing thing in this generation. Yeah. Which it's is a, like yeah. It's a big call. It's so uh, random coming from Ubisoft. A, a 2020 release as well. Yes, yes another March 6th. I think. Yeah, something 6th like that. Of March. Yeah. 
I was really thinking it was going to be a 2019 release. Me too. It's, it's weird because they're supposed to be releasing the next Assassin's Creed next year too. And... Oh, yeah. yeah. It would have worked so much better to just have a year of Watch Dogs and then a year of Assassin's Creed. But, wow, two at once. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, ooh, pretty ambitious there by Ubisoft. Mm, and I've heard talk of, you know, so there was double rumors uh, about... um the next Assassin's Creed being either Ancient Rome or Vikings. And uh, there's been some chat around that it is most likely the Vikings one because people took the word Legion um, as thinking that that was sort of an Ancient Rome-type reference. And uh. that, that, word, that word itself leaked as Ubisoft's next big open-world project without the word Watchdogs. So people were assuming... They just sort of joined that word to ancient Rome, and, and it made sense because it's the end of the big trilogy that they've been working on. But then at the same time, there's all these Viking rumors. So now because it's been like clarified that that was Watch Dogs Legion, the rumor mill is just kind of wallowing more on the side of the, uh, the Vikings idea. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, not expecting any news on that for a long time. Yeah, be, that, that's the next gen launch title, most probably. So you know, we're still a ways off seeing any real next gen announcements at the moment. Yeah, people are just trying to get this gen done. Yeah, what I was surprised about was that they uh, announced another Rainbow Six game. Yeah, yeah, another Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Outbreak. Was it called Outbreak? Uh, quarantine. Quarantine. No, I'm thinking yeah. Outbreak. I don't know because oh. of Breakpoint. Maybe. They all joined together. I mean, like, listen to this. Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Ghost Recon Delta Company, Rainbow Six Siege. Like, it's like so many of those words. How many of them can they come up with? Yeah. Elite Squad, uh, you know. Uh, But yeah, I was surprised because they also announced, uh, you know, a bunch of new add-ons for Rainbow Six Siege, which which is what we actually expected. The new season, new agents. They've got like a James Bondy theme sort of happening. And that game is just going bonkers, going so well. The fan base is great. The community is wonderful. They even, you know, have this just whole thing. I don't know. They, they're just going so strong. And to make another, they've got so many Tom Clancy games already, like Ghost Recon, you know, Rainbow Six and all that Division. kind of Division, of course. And then I just didn't think they needed another specific Rainbow Six. But yeah, I guess... Yeah, there it is, and it, it seems like it's different. They didn't show too much gameplay, but they said something about PVE co-op. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going for more of a PVE style game, like Rock Wild Siege is more of a uh, PvP style game. So I think they're focusing on PVE for this one. Yeah, I guess so. Just so much. Uh, that's probably now is the time to mention it. But there was this seemed like the. Um, the Tom Clancy E3 conference with a couple of Ubisoft games in it. <laughs> there was so much Tom Clancy. Yeah. Like, I think there was five actual other games. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe six. Like, maybe I'm... But no more than that. And we're mm-hmm. counting Brawlhalla as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Um, so also, yeah, the new Ra- uh, Rainbow Six will be out in 2020 as well so you just put that one into the 2020 basket and we'll just move on yes of course of course uh what else to mention here oh yeah the division they sort of uh talked about all their this year's sort of road 
plan, I guess you could say, year one plan. Yeah, and it looks um, like you're it, going back to New York. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, episode three, so that's right at the end. Yeah. Uh, it all looks pretty wonderful. So episode one, uh, there's a whole new main mission, new new game experience. They said you're fighting outside the city. You're going to like woodlands, you know, like uh, into the National Zoo. So that one looks really cool, like instead of just all sort of concrete jungle. And then yeah. episode two, they're going to have the second raid. Um, and it's going to be centered around the Pentagon, yeah, which is really yeah. cool. Which, which uh, is a then, great location for a raid, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And especially for the division. Like, what a fit. Well done. Yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, off to... Well, they showed them on Coney Island in New York. Yeah, so I wonder if it'll be just there or if they're going to... I mean, I'm sure it's possible to just unlock the whole New York map, but filling it with content of the Division 2 sort of style, it would just be such a huge undertaking. And I don't know if... if Would they be crazy enough to do that and have, like, two maps? It would. I feel like it would split the player base too much. I don't know. I have no idea. It's, it's just uh, too big. It's, it's a wait-and-see one, that one. Yeah, are they that crazy? It is Ubisoft. They are making a game where you can control every single... NPC, and maybe they're just given up and went, you know what, we're just going to do the craziest, most outlandish things in the entire game industry. We're going to make Division 2, Washington, and New York. Boom. Oh. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Then what you know, happened like- in Division 3? Let's say they made Division 3, right? And Division 3, let's say it was set in LA. Yeah. So then they'd go, oh, yeah, now we're adding Washington and New York to that. Like, or people would be expecting it at that stage. Like, they've got to be careful here. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, it'll start turning into um, the crew, too, and just yeah. be the whole of America. <laughs> Insane. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, let's see. Oh, we should mention they, they have a new subscription Oh, another service. subscription service. Hooray. Yeah, They're just lining up now. Now this one's very expensive. Yeah. I must say. I think it's um I think it was fourteen ninety nine pounds, I believe, or I saw somewhere, which I think is like twenty three bucks for us. Jeez. That's so you could huge. Have, you could have that, you could have EAs, you could have Game Pass, like you could be you could be dropping sixty, seventy bucks a month on subscriptions. Yeah, and I mean, we, we should have mentioned this earlier, but for for just the price, for way cheaper than this, you can have Xbox's new one, which is, um, you know, Game Pass Ultimate, which is full Game Pass for Xbox, full Game Pass for PC, and Xbox Live Gold, which all have, you know, free games every month, uh, and it's like 100 plus games to play on PC, some of which are not on Xbox. You could have all of that for less than... Just the Ubisoft one. Yeah, I think I think this whole subscription thing is going to get out of hand soon. I know. I well, I it's like unless unless it becomes a fact where no games are where every I should say where every single game is available somewhere on a subscription. If that becomes the case, then I guess that's fine because instead of buying games, we never buy a game ever again. And we just subscribe to these things. and But it only works for sort of people like us who buy games every month. You know, yeah. we're buying heaps of games, but some people don't want to pay that often. Uh, but then if they have like, you know, let's say six different subscription services, but then some games aren't on it and you have to actually buy that separately, 
then it's just too much. Yeah. It's either just subscription or, you know, just one. I don't know. I feel like it should just be the, the consoles. I wish it was just like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. Done. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that all goes. So let's move on to uh, Bethesda, shall we? Yeah, we shall. Jeez, this, there's just too much to talk about, hey? Yeah. Look, all I'm going to say about Bethesda is, woo, yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! So yeah! for people that didn't watch it throughout Bethesda's entire conference, there was this guy sitting in the front row, losing his mind over every single announcement they had there. Now, whether he was a paid shrill or not, we don't know. The guy's come out and been interviewed and said he's not a paid shrill, but, yeah, who knows he's yeah. in this day and age. He was... um. Especially vocal in ESO, the uh, yes. Elder Scrolls Online section. Uh, yeah. So, but what that uh, means. He, uh, Woo Guy was very excited about the updates to Fallout 76. So they're adding yes. NPCs now to Fallout 76. Yes. And no. dialogue options too. So yep. stuff that's been in every other Fallout game. And stuff they promised wouldn't be in it. Um, yeah. But uh, they... I have very big respect that it was like something they were really standing by, but then the community said like, no, this is dumb. We hate you. And they're like, okay, let's yep. fundamentally change our entire game. You know, like that really just changes what what motivates you in this game. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it, it just really just needed it because you can't play a big MMO without push. Like yeah. without a reason, even if it's a small whatever reason like if i'm going to kill 50 rats i want to do it for someone not yep. just randomly kill 50 rats yeah um, it's, uh, also a battle royale is coming to fall out as well so get excited for that battle royale they, fans they are doing a lot for it yep that's true and and the free npcs i mean the npcs and dialogue tree is all free for fallout 76 players of course mm-hmm. um I want to say that I was very impressed with Todd Howard's speech and how he managed to turn it around because, I mean, he could have just come out there with his tail between his legs and sort of said nothing and moved on, but he addressed it, which I think was very powerful and very interesting for him as a spokesperson for the company and the company itself and saying, like, little jokes like, uh, with what happened last year, I'm impressed some of you guys are still here. And <laughs> saying things like we had a lot of well-deserved criticism that's a yep. that's a big line, uh, you know. Yeah, but then he goes on to say, oh, we've still got millions of players playing Fallout 76. Bull, you do not. It's a lie. I mean, who knows? Oh. Maybe they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't say on that, but I am impressed that he cowered a bit because he seems to be a, quite a proud person, but, uh, you know. Mm. Yes, that was, uh, that was very They also showed off uh, more Doom Eternal the new Doom game, which is actually coming out this year. Yes. Hooray. So, yeah, it's in October, Doom Eternal. So it's like Doom 1, it looks really quick, fast, slick, destroying demons everywhere. It looks like a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, actually, I think November 22nd. Oh, is it? I thought end. it was October 25th. Oh, or am I way off? I think you're, unless you're reading notes, then... Yeah, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm way off, aren't I? Yes, yes. Well, not way off. It's, it is this year. And it's yeah. just a, a one month after that, uh, which we should mention real quickly. The uh, that Fallout sort of add-on that they're doing is June. Um, whoopsie. Oh, June fall. Whoopsie? Okay. It's in yep. the fall. In the fall, twenty nineteen. So yeah, later this year. Yeah. 
which is worth mentioning. Uh, what else did they show us? Oh, yeah. Um, Wolfenstein had actually... Oh, oh yes. Two drops there. Uh, yeah, Youngblood, which we expected. Yeah, Youngblood, which is the uh, co-op one, and a VR one as well. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Cyber Pilot. So they're really jumping in a lot of VR, this Bethesda, Bethesda crew. So that's um, that's very interesting. Mm. Uh, what else did they... They had a bunch of DLC coming for Rage 2. Yep. Uh, which they showed with a really funny sort of sitcom song bunch yeah. of new vehicles there's a mech now uh there's more story more faction more weapons yep. um you know so i'm glad they're sort of continuing that because that game itself as a playground is really fun mm-hmm. uh they showed commander keen which is a big deal for us old school yeah PC no, i'm not happy about that they turned into a mobile game yeah and that uh it looks like it's trying way too hard they had like you know, a Saturday morning cartoon aesthetic with like they also added a girl just to be safe and, yep. which is exactly the same as the boy but like a girl's head and yep. they're like swearing in it and you know like saying rude crude things which feels just a bit a bit 90s I guess maybe that's the point yeah I don't know they should have just left it as it was but hey what am I to say it's a bit cringy I, I, I mean I guess I'm a sucker for it, but I wish it was just kind of 8-bit or 16-bit still. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of it. I mean, they yeah. did some... Oh, Blades is coming to Nintendo Switch, but... You know, oh, yeah, that a... could be fun. So it's, fr- it's free to download, but there's so many microtransactions in it, I don't think I'll bother. Yeah, what is interesting, though, is it, it will have cross-play and cross-progression, yeah, which I, nice I love that. People that are already playing it, but... Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, roll into PC gaming show very quickly. We're not going to really touch on much here. All I'm going to say is Baldur's Gate 3 is in development. I'm very excited about that. So that's really yes. cool. And yep. they also, Maneater was showing off again. The Shark game. which is Oh, like G- yeah. Which is like GTA Shark. Whatever happened? When is that coming? I think it's 2020. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fine. but yeah, G- GTA Shark, uh, yeah, get on that, man-eater, it looks really fun. It does look fun. Yeah. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 and man-eater is what I took from that conference. Nice, I totally missed that conference, so I took what you took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and is, isn't there like a big package as well for all the Baldur's Gate games? Or, uh, um, I, I didn't see anything about that that I can remember. I think it's all coming to PC and Switch, I think. I'll have okay. to double check, but like sort of part one and two and a whole bunch of other like really cool old school games mm. jeez I'd have to uh, find yeah, out no, the no gameplay was showing off of uh, Baldur's Gate it was just a cinematic trailer it was a great looking trailer though it's a cool looking trailer but yeah we'll, yep. we'll see we'll see what that's like I don't know if we'll see it in 2020 or 2021 at the stage who knows yes that's very true depending on how they roll with that I I, I think it could be 2021 if if like, they're pretty ambitious games. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, into Square Enix presser. Yes, Square Enix. That was Ooh. a good one. All right, Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's coming out in March 2020. That's right, we've got another 2020 game there, folks. But at least we have a date. 
We've got a date, but okay, Ned, this is where it gets ridiculous. So they told us, yeah, (laughs) they told us when the game was first coming out, it was going to be episodic. It was going to come out in several parts or a couple parts. People were theorizing for a long time on how the game would be split. Whether part one would be up to the end of the Temple of the Ancients, or if it would be like disc one of the original game, etc. Other people like maybe they'll just do Midgar, and people like they can't just do Midgar for an entire game. Well, they've yeah. come out and said they're doing Midgar for an entire game. So Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 is just Midgar. And now the director of the game has come out and said, oh, we actually don't know how many parts there are going to be for this game. Uh, I wonder if that means, like, maybe two or three, or is he thinking more like maybe five or six? Like, uh, how, like does he want to go on forever, or is he just not sure whether he's making it, yeah. you know, well, did- like... Uh, they I did say they've expanded Midgar tremendously. It's going to be quite a large game. But it's like, okay, yes. let's say Midgar part one is 50 hours. Let's just say it's 50 hours at the stage. If they do six yeah. parts, you got a 300-hour Final Fantasy seven. Eventually. How <laughs> long between games, though, as well? Yeah, we, we could be waiting three years for the next part. And where will the next part go? Will it go from the Village of Calm up to the... Um, you know, City of the Ancients, or we'll just go up to the Golden Saucer, we'll go until you leave the first continent. I don't know. There's there's a, so many questions here. Is it going to be a world map, or is it just going to be linear sort of style? I, I uh, who who knows? Like, and how can you expand Midgar that much? Yeah, um, I just don't know. And how can you like? So he said, "There's what two Blu-ray discs worth of." Yes, but I think one's an installed disc and one's a player disc a la Red Dead Redemption 2. No, no, he was measuring it as content. No, no, that's been proven false with the translator. Oh no, another translator situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like one's an installed disc and one's the play disc. Oh, he meant there actually is two Blu-ray discs. Oh, this is... um, This is falling apart like a like a ball of string right now <laughs> yeah I, man, I couldn't expect Midgar being a hundred hour game I yeah I mean unless well he just made the same boss ten times each you know like a bunch of them like now fight the triple power version yeah but in, like, in saying all this the game is looking great they showed off Tifa for the first time oh the cool. battle system looks incredibly fun yeah it, look, it looks really fun I'm, I just don't understand how they're gonna extend this out for a whole game Midgar original was about four to five hours long we're gonna have to get pretty deep in that lore yeah but also in other Final Fantasy news hooray Final Fantasy 8 is coming out remastered yay they found the source code they did I thought it was lost forever yeah and I'm sure it was yep I reckon they just found it because looking at the trailer, it looks like they did nothing to it. They just like up it and just freaking chucked it out there and went, we need to get this out right now. Just up it. Okay, now let's just get it ready for release. They're, yeah. They didn't spend any time on this. It's not a like a remake at all. It's just like I'm watching the trailer. It looks like even the... Um, um, the frame rate is intact. It looked like it was doing about 15 frames a second. <laughs> looked awful, but I'm going to just buy the hell out of it and play it immediately. On Switch? Yes, definitely on Switch. Mm. It's such a perfect Switch game, but I just, I hate and love how it's just like crappy frame rate, shitty graphics still, 
Yeah. And just like they just made it clearer, which is gonna just make it look worse. Yeah. You know, because it's gonna be like, oh, that's how bad these models looked back then. Yeah. But you can tell they're just like, quick, get it out. We finally found it again. <laughs> So maybe one day it was, in it like it was probably in like Jim's grandmother's basement or something. I don't know. Exactly. Yep. I totally think it's something like that. They found it on some old hard drive basement somewhere and just went, "Oh my god, let's get this out! Hooray for us!" And yeah, we'll see a Final Fantasy VIII remake in the style of Sevens in like fifteen years. I still reckon that would be absolutely fantastic, wouldn't it? Oh my god, wouldn't it? Jeepers creepers. And it'd be just so easy to redesign those characters because they kind of look like that already. Exactly. But, oh. uh, yeah, the other big game was showing off at Square Enix, which people have been anticipating for a long time, is Marvel's Avengers. Yes. First sort of Finally. proper look at it. So, yeah, it's the, there's five Avengers that they showed off so far, which was Captain America, Iron Man, the Hulk, Black Widow, and Thor. And, um, and and also they showed not Hawkeye <laughs> And they did not show Hawkeye But they said Hawkeye will be in it For Hawkeye fans out there We know you're out there Yeah, there's someone They're like, woohoo Yeah Yeah, so yeah It's a, it's a full You can play full player co-op They said uh, They haven't gone with the modeling of Robert Downey Jr. etc. from the MCU Yes, yeah, similar outfits look and yeah I don't know I, I think they look they look quite similar everything except sort of um, Iron Man's actual mask design but everything else looks quite inspired by MCU but very different acting and styles and, and um, personalities per se yeah it'll be interesting to see how fans take that new like you know process all that when they start playing the game but yeah. it could be a really fun game from the um Impressions that people have been giving from E3, it seems like each character's got a very different play style, which you'd ex- expect. Yep. Uh, which is... seems pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, seeing, you know... But, it's again, it's a 2020 game. It's coming out in May 2020. Yep. It, it um, also, it reminds me quite a bit of... Um, and don't take this in a scary way, guys, but uh, of Anthem sort of style gameplay where you jump in with a bunch of mates and you run around and do stuff and they're going to continue to release heroes. Yeah. So there's going to be like a growing roster of heroes. So you'll have different ones to choose from uh, and new regions are sort of going to open up and every single hero and region is coming for free. Yeah. Which is interesting as well. Uh, there'll be no random loot boxes and no pay to win, but no random loot boxes means there's probably still loot boxes of a sort oh um, I'd say you'd be able to purchase different Iron Man colours and stuff for sure yeah of course but it just won't be random which is what they they wanted to emphasise and also this is the I don't know if it was the one and only time but it was the clearest time where PlayStation got a little mention in E3 where they said for PlayStation people specifically awesome stuff is coming like early beta access and unique benefits but they didn't explain what that was so oh, yeah and we, we also didn't mention that final fantasy 7 remake is actually a playstation exclusive for 12 months oh wow yeah so there's another little uh little dip in dip in the toe in there from playstation just making themselves known that there's a little bit of power still in there at e3 even without their presence yep so there's a there's a bit oh and worth mentioning Troy Baker and Nolan North are both voicing characters 
in the Avengers game, which mm-hmm. um, if anyone out there is a fan of voice acting, you know that those two are probably the best in the business. Um, and yeah. they are, um, who were they? They're the Hulk mm. and uh, Captain America? Was it? Or was it Iron Man? Jeez, I don't know. I just know one is the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. wrote their names down because I was so excited. But they are there. Mm. But uh, do you want to talk some Nintendo? Yes, I do. All right. So Nintendo pretty much has always finished off the presentations this year with a direct, which ran about 40 minutes. Yeah, which is quite long for them. Yeah, yeah, it was was, was good this time because uh, last year, half of it was taken up with just Smash Bros. stuff. Yes, and they were kind enough to do a separate Pokemon one just before E3. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we got a bit more info on Pokemon... We saw some new Smash Brothers characters being the Dragon Quest heroes. So there's all these different heroes from Dragon Quest in it now, or coming yes. soon. And then also Banjo-Kazooie, which was the, the big one. Everyone's very excited about that. Finally, right? That's a big move. And that's, I guess that's more um, of that relationship with Xbox as well. Because don't they, Microsoft own Banjo now? Yes, yep. That's very interesting. Very interesting. I have a feeling we're going to see something to do with playing Xbox games on the Switch via their cloud. I have a feeling too. I've got a feeling that's going to come. That is something that's, it's going to be like this real joint partnership. That's sort of just putting the, planting the seeds and the building blocks, just all sitting there waiting to just have this like bam announcement. It's like they're waiting for, I almost feel like they're waiting for Sony to announce something to do with the cloud or a handheld or just something big, and then they're going to go like, cool, now that you've made that announcement, we have something to tell you. You can play any game that's on Game Pass on the Switch, or something like that. I bet you it's coming. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, uh, so yeah, new Smash characters. Uh, Link's Awakening, the remake, is coming out in September, which is really cool. Looks like a great game. Like Just the art style they've gone with, the remake of that old Game Boy Classic. I've watched a bit of gameplay on it. I'm very excited for this game. And I'm surprised it's coming out in September. I was expecting November. So, hurrah. Yes, that's very cool. And it also has a very exciting uh, collector's edition with a Game Boy Steel book. It yep. just looks so cool. Uh, also, there's like a... They revealed a make-your-own-dungeon mode yeah which is uh, pretty cool and and they said that was one of the main reasons they've gone back and done a link's awakening remake because they said the style of it just made it so much easier to make these create your own dungeons so Mm. that's really exciting that that uh, opens itself up for so much sort of replayability with uh, user-made content but also like it looks like it's going to be really um open to like dlc possibly you know like just dropping new like, if it's that easy, I just feel like Nintendo would be able to just make, like, these huge extra sections if they wanted to for fun, silly things. Yeah. Who knows? Well, we'll see. Maybe they'll even bring, like, random dungeons into Zelda eventually, where it's just random tiles all put together and you play through it. Yeah, yep. We'll see. Um, uh, also, Luigi's Mansion was showing off again, the new Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes, with Guigi. Guigi, you can play as co-op. That's right, you, you can play through the game with a friend which is pretty cool yeah we have to do that and uh, the whole thing is in like a, a huge hotel now yeah and there's and, a oh there's a multiplayer what's that scarce scraper mode what yeah which is just random floors and you play with four players yeah which I wonder if you'll be able to play as a red Luigi 
Probably. That'd be fun. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, yeah, what's up? Um, let's see. Ooh, I really like Doug Bowser. That was fun to finally see him officially appear on a... Yeah, with the animated Bowser, and it's like, no, sorry, I'm the Bowser doing this presentation. Yeah, and are you guys related? Like, no, we get that a lot. Like, he's, it's. I'm glad to see that he's still sort of bringing that charm and that humor into Nintendo, because I think that's such an important part of that company and their presentations. Yeah. Well, so it's nice well that he Xbox does have has that charisma. smug Phil. Yes. You know, that's and then right. Sony have... Business corporate... Yeah, business corporate. So it's a nice, it's a nice look. Yeah, I'm glad because when I first saw him, like Doug Bowser, I thought, oh man, this guy looks real business. Like he looks real serious. Mm. He's just got like a sharp sort of your know, bald head and suits, and I'm like, oh, he's serious. And then he came on, and he actually does have some charisma, and he he speaks, you know, lightly. And so who knows what type of person he is, but he presents himself as funny and humorous, which. Which works for Nintendo, I think. So I was relieved to see that. Yeah. Um, oh, the surprise announcement, which was rumored but no one believed. The Witcher 3. Yeah. The downgrade 3, you mean? Yeah. Still. I mean, it's what, 520p or something? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a big downgrade, but they're putting The Witcher 3 on Switch. With all DLC. Like, yeah. even those huge extra things that they released for it. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, will we see Cyberpunk on Switch in a couple of years? I hope so. I hope they just do it in like Borderlands graphics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, yeah, that's a big one. That, that's huge. Oh my God. The Witcher 3. Like, and I mean, you know, we laugh and say like how downgraded it is, but to to the kids in, in, in the playground, you know, to like six, uh, I guess they're not really allowed to play The Witcher 3, but we all uh, no, did that age. Considering it's an R-rated game. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just talking, let's be real. At least the ones, at least the 12 year olds who sneak it anyway, they are going to be amazed yep. that they're playing in this giant, giant world. Mm. Uh, what else did we have? Oh, they're adding two more Resident Evils uh, Five and, and Who Cares? Both Who Cares? Uh, five was good. Uh, yeah, it was I enjoyed fair. it. Um, it was okay. Where's two, though? Yeah. I reckon we'll see the remake that came out earlier this year uh, come to the Switch probably next year sometime. Uh, that's why they're holding back on the classic one. Mm. Yeah, I reckon we'll, that that way they can have one to six on there. Yep. Yep, that's true. Um, what else did they do? Normal Heroes 3. Mm-hmm. I'd never really played any of those games. so No, really... but for the fans of the series, they'll be excited for that. They're releasing yep. a uh, collection of mana collection. Yes, yep, that looks pretty cool. And a new version as well. Um, Trials of Mana, which is 2020. Trials, yep. That looks a lot of fun. Um, what else? They, they, the new Contra? That actually looks really yep. cool. Yeah, uh, new Contra more so, and, and a Contra collection as well. Yes, that's out right now. And the new Contra comes out September 24. It just looks crazy and fun. You know, like a really cool remake of something old school and retro, which is more to say than I, uh, more than I can say about... Uh, what we didn't mention earlier about the Battletoads being back. Oh, which was, that's uh, right. But they gave no release date. No. Which is weird. I mean, and it didn't look too crash hot. I mean, it's so simple. It reminded me a lot of Castle Crashes, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, just really cartoony and sort of a brawler and with some other weird sort of sections in it. 
and I don't know. It 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 looked a bit like the um, Commander Keen one. Jeez, a lot of retro things coming back. Mm. But the Contra one looks kind of the more most fun, and like they actually had a had a play and made it a bit more modern, but still silly. Um, yep. So yeah, that looks exciting. Mario and Sonic are going to the Olympics again. Yes, again, that strange relationship. That's right. I'm kind of excited for it because I love Olympic games. Nice. All right. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Panzer Dragon. That was, I didn't expect to see that. Yeah. I was watching and going, what is this? And then they're like, Panzer Dragon. And I'm like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was a bit of a, a left field one. Also, yeah. they showed off the new Animal Crossing, which fans have been so excited to finally see the new Animal Crossing. Yeah, and it looks really cool. It looks really cool, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's been delayed to 2020. I know, March 2020. Yep. 20s. Yep, so you, you, it's coming out smack bang in the middle of Final Fantasy VII Remake and Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs. <sighs> I mean, at least it's on the Switch, so it doesn't really, like, for us it competes, but to, to people playing, the big fans of Animal Crossing probably aren't the same fans. Oh, who am I kidding? Everyone's a fan of cyberpunk. Absolutely everyone. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I was really disappointed to see it was a 2020 release. I was like, yep, 2019 release, let's go. Yeah. Um, and then they just dropped like a big sort of smashing you with all these different little games that they're releasing as well. Some indies, some old releases. Um, and I'll just run through them as, uh, real quickly here. They've got like Spyro, which is really cool for the switch september 3 uh nino kuni i didn't expect to see mm-hmm. there that's really cool september uh 20 and then they had um i guess uh, pedro what's it? my friend pedro my friend pedro which is out next week so i'm very excited for that yes june 20 uh dead by daylight alien isolation yeah which is a fantastic game mm-hmm. uh, i didn't think that would ever come on the switch there's so many games that you don't like i wouldn't even ask for yeah. But there, there you go. Um, Super Lucky's Tale, which at first I was like, eh, because I'm pretty sure we gave it a five or something. Yeah, but uh, they're doing a full reimagining. Reimagining. Mm. Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, and then Dauntless is coming on there as well, which is kind of like a simplified Monster Hunter MMO. Yeah. And also, randomly, new um, a trailer came out last week for Ukulele 2. Really? Yes. But it's not like the behind camera view it's more like donkey donkey kong country style side scroller what yeah wow that's interesting okay so they're taking on a different sort of yeah version of rare yeah wow okay 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 yeah. i'm in sorry i just I'm thought i'd so throw far. that in there with all these switch announcements uh yeah because we hadn't mentioned it anywhere else but let's roll on to the big finale of uh nintendo oh yeah what Banjo in Smash, I know, right? I know Banjo, but ah. you know, but it was just Duck Hunt, and they tricked us. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild Two is coming. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't say two; they said sequel, which is sort of the same thing. It's Breath of the very, Wild Two. It's Breath of the Wild Two. It's very strange because it looks like a huge DLC. Yeah, but it's being called a sequel. the The uh, engine was very obviously the same engine, same mm-hmm. character models. Yep. I just thought it was going to be like a Dark World version. Of I'm cool the same if it's thing. a Dark World version. Like we haven't seen the world. Like they showed a shot of the world, but was it a 
like just after that it goes dark or whatever you know like there's lots they can do with it yeah but i mean if it was a dark world version i i thought that would be more like undead nightmare for red dead redemption one and just be this huge awesome dlc but i guess there's so much content in there that they're gonna just sell it as a sequel and i assume they're just gonna use the same map yes they're gonna uh, they'll probably use the same map but there's so many theories and and what people think could happen like people think you'd be able to play as zelda this time she's got shorter hair now so it looks like you could sorry it, it does look like you could. It, it kind of felt like that vibe, like they were both equally involved in the adventure. Yeah, and then people have been theorizing that maybe Link gets transported to a dark world of Hyrule and Zelda's in the normal one, so it gives you something new to do in normal Hyrule because Zelda would have different abilities, of course. Yeah, And then okay. you've got to switch between the two characters to solve puzzles in Dark World and Light World, etc., which would yeah, be a very Soul cool Soul Reaver way. style. Sorry? Yeah, which would be a really cool way of doing it. So then... They could bring dungeons in and you go to, let's say, the forest dungeon with both characters and then you start doing it with, like, Zelda, but then in Link's one, things changing in the Dark World, so then you've got to solve something. That'd be a really cool way to do it. Yeah, and it's a very Zelda thing to do, like they did with Twilight Princess and the Wolf, and, you know, there's the two worlds there yeah. that you kept switching between. Well, they've, so. they've done the two world things quite a lot. You've had, as we mentioned, the light and dark world from um, A Link to the Past. Then yeah, was... but those, that was like more like one after the other, wasn't it? No, you could go back and forth. Oh, yeah. And I guess Ocarina of Time had uh, Ocarina of time, time with the past and, and the future sort of thing. Uh, then there was uh, A Link Between Worlds. There was two worlds in that as well. So they've done this two-worldy style quite a bit. So I could, yeah. see him, I could see him rolling that out again. But And I'm thinking this is going to be a 2020 release. People are like, oh, maybe 2021... But I'm thinking 2020A because they're using the they same... They don't need much time. They're probably using the same map. They're using the same engine. So they don't have to build anything of that again. They've got you know, the same character model. So they don't have to reanimate the characters for movement. Things like that. Um, yeah. Or also, create new concepts. They, Nintendo needs something to counter the PS5 and Xbox, whatever it's going to be called. Why not roll yeah. out a new Zelda game? Yeah, you know what? They're probably going to drop this Zelda game with their um, hardware update. Yep. Mm-hmm. Something with a 1080p screen, uh, you know, handheld, uh, or, you know, crazy new battery, whatever the rumors were, which I am surprised there wasn't even a hint of that this year, but that's probably, I I reckon it'll be next year with this dropping as a launch title for the new Switch. Yeah. Yep. The week before PS5 and Xbox, whatever. Oh, man. I would just buy that just like day one. I would camp for that. I think they just, they have done so, so well with their hardware, with the Nintendo Switch. It's just like this amazing thing. And if they like re, like reiterate on that, like they have done for so many generations of all their different sort of handhelds. Yeah. Then I think they're just going to kill it. Yeah, it should be, it should be interesting what they uh, roll out with. But yeah, I think there's going to be another 2020 release. So we could see next year, Right? The greatest game of the year battle royale ever. We could see Cyberpunk going up against the Final Fantasy VII Remake, going up against The Last of Us 2, going up against a new Halo, going up against a new Zelda game. Oh my goodness, yes. But, uh, like, unfortunately, the Final Fantasy VII Remake probably won't even be in there because no one will give it to an incomplete 
unknown. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, it's... Yeah. And then, then you've got the other next-gen launches, like, you know, Elden Ring could come out next-gen. Like, I know a lot of people give FromSoft games Game of the Year because they're amazing games. Like, you could have that competing too. Yeah, and who knows what, what Watch Dogs Legion actually turns out to be like. Maybe it is like a... Yeah. A game-changer. Yep. Uh, yeah, so. it could be like, you know, this year... Okay, there haven't been that many announcements that E3 or stuff coming out this year. It was very quiet for that compared to years past mm -hmm. uh, lots being slated for 2020 but yeah it could just mean just 2020 is just this bumper year of just at the, the first half of the year it's going to be all these big releases coming out at the end of this generation then the second half of the year is going to be your next gen releasing with all those new next gen games like that's a pretty cool cool way to go about it all yeah it is it is very exciting all right so off the top of your head, give us your top three of Eve3. Just just name. We don't have to go through reasons why. Just bang, bang, bang. Your top three uh, of okay. Eve3 this year. Oh, top three. Um, geez, I guess uh, that's, a, that's a tricky one. Um, uh, there was one that was really cool. That was kind of something I didn't... What was it? The, the Tokyo one? Ghostwire oh, Tokyo? Yep. Uh, that looked really exciting. I mean... It's you know, spooky. It's spooky. Um and, you know, I, I'm just trying to think of something that's not the total obvious, but then there's the Cyberpunk 2077. That that was just amazing. I can't ignore that. Um, and I'm actually really excited for The Outer Worlds. Cool. Not Spirit yeah. Thera? I thought you'd be really excited about that. That looks super cute, cute <laughs> but um, cool, cool, cute. Yeah. What am I even saying? Um, yeah. But, I mean, top three, or just top of my head, that's, I guess, the best I could go with. Well, I've gone with uh, Watch Dogs, Cyberpunk, and a Zelda sequel. Yeah, okay. Zelda sequel is probably the biggest surprise for me at E3 this year. Yes, me too. When I saw it first being shown, I was not surprised at all because I'm like, cool, more DLC. But then when they said sequel, yeah, I'm like, wow. Although we should mention that they didn't give a date and all they said was, is in development. Yeah, but we're seeing actual... Like, okay, I know they said that for Bayonetta and Metroid Prime 4 that they're in development. We haven't seen it for a long time, but... You know, those have just been title screens. This has been actual something happening. Yeah, and, and there is an existing the engine there from Breath of the Wild. So yep, so there is a lot more hope, yeah. but it's just there. I wish their wording or their language was different because it's like, guys, you really shouldn't keep saying it this way. Yes, maybe um, coming soon or something. Who do you think won E three? Xbox. Really? Well, specifically Keanu Reeves. Right. Okay. I think Keanu Reeves won E three. I, I kind of feel that Nintendo won it. Yeah, they. I think they came really close with, with actual content. Yeah. I think they probably did. Well, they um, had the most 2019 releases out of anyone. They showed off the new Zelda. They gave people what they wanted in Smash. Like I, I, I feel Nintendo won oh, it. Oh, yeah, the Banjo-Kazooie and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty true, but... I don't know, Xbox was... was was pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess that Cyberpunk was, was quite a standout moment. And mm, Double Fine was big for me, but that wasn't like a sort of worldwide thing that people are into as much. I'm just such a huge fan personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you might be right. Just content-wise, I think it was... Because what it, <clears throat> we got Halo Infinite. We didn't really get gameplay like got we no gameplay to. of that. We got no gameplay of Gears of War 5. We got yeah, um, and Gears, that was just a. Phase. There wasn't really any new gameplay for Cyberpunk. It was more of a trailer again. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, you know, we got a bit of Jedi Fallen Order, but that was already shown earlier. Yeah, kind yeah. of Ori. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. I think Keanu Reeves won the best moment of E3, and Nintendo won the best uh, presentation. Because mm. they I, just showed game after game after oh, game yeah, after it was, game. It was great how they went about it. It was awesome. All right, well, let's wrap up the episode, shall we? Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Thanks for hanging out this long. It must yeah. have been a pretty big one, but it's E3. We only do this one, this sort of big, once a year. Exactly. And, of course, the game of the year and stuff, but yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, let's roll into, you know, because we can't conclude an episode without this, really. Of course. The Lame Train. The Lame Train. All right. What was your Lame Train from E3 this year? Now, my Lame Train, I think it might surprise you. Um, Like, a lot of games coming out in 2020, that's pretty lame already. But specifically, Ori coming out in 2020 is <laughs> super lame. That's supposed to be mine. What? I don't know what yours is. I thought yours was going to be 2020. Wait, wait. I'll just delete this Ori 2020. Okay, go on. Yes, please. I'm listening. <laughs> that is... See, um, I didn't really get into the first one quite as much as you did. Yep. Um, uh, I did enjoy it, but just, you know, like it was really cute, really charming. But there's something about this one... And just the, the animation and the world, like they've just gone deeper and it just looks incredible. And I was so excited to play it. And there's something about it that just was screaming 2019. Yeah. And I was really Probably when uh, they released the trailer last year and it said 2019 on it. That might have been the thing. <laughs> um, but that coming out in 2020, I mean, I don't mind all the other big stuff. Like, fair enough. You know, go and make that as best as you can. You're trying to compete mm. with, like, people being excited for next gen. But this is, this is Ori. Yep. You know, like, just just give it to me. Okay. Well, mine is, it was Ori, but the more I thought about it was just the amount of 2020 announcements this year. It's like, oh, cool. What is this? Oh, 2020. Oh, this looks cool. Oh, 2020. Oh, what? Oh, 2020. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I was just sitting there and I was just texting you sometimes, 2020, 2020. And then I was yep. joking with your brother going, maybe Animal Crossing will be 2020 just for a laugh. And yeah. we're crossing 2020, I was just like, I'm so, sorry, Melvick. <laughs> yeah, so right. Wow. And I mean, and another one that's kind of like, sorry to jump in again, but another very similar to Ori style, which has already been announced, but still sad, is, is like Soulstorm being early 2020 as well. And that's another sort of 2D. Yeah. Just, I mean, come on. Yeah. Give us n- look, 2020 is stacked, but it's just really frustrating when you felt that some of these games could have come out in 2019. Yeah, very true. And Watch Dogs as well. But anyway, I'll, I'll stop whinging about that. There was, yeah, I just thought there was just far too much stuff announced for 2020 and not enough focus on stuff coming out this year. Yep, very true. Okay, let's roll into the love train. The love train. Now, is this a specifically E3 stuff? Yep. Okay, let's keep it in E3, uh, which is good because my love train for that is that E3 is not dead and the E3 excitement is still not dead and still very much alive and beautiful because it's been a thing people have been talking about with like Sony, like Nintendo doing it for a few years, having their direct and then Sony doing their state of play. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, it's so much cheaper and nearly just as effective 
uh, and they have so much more control with things not messing up that it, it seems so tempting for so many game companies to just kind of do that instead of have like this multi multi thousand dollar show at e three and presence there and like whereas you could just do these things every three months you know and just release these little directs that that really clearly succinctly explain what's going on you can rehearse it ten thousand times till it's perfect and it just kind of feels like and then you know like slowly making e three accessible to the public it's like feels like it was kind of heading to a way where it's just going to be another expo yeah not really a big industry showing um and i don't know i have this feeling that especially seeing this year even with sony not there there was still so much life and so much excitement and i i hope it doesn't go away i hope it just evolves and finds a new way but it's the only time in the year where we get to watch something in this um industry and be genuinely surprised and excited yeah instead of just clicking a thing that says you know avengers trailer cool i know what that's gonna be yeah exactly Uh, yeah they can't trick you or you know or dropping the smash characters yeah look i i think i think um sony will be back next year yeah they just had a break this year and it makes sense it does it was i mean and the funny thing is because they weren't present at E3, but taking a break made everybody talk about Sony. Yeah. So it was very, very clever. They still were existing in the zeitgeist because people were like, what a huge move for a company this big, one of the three pillars to skip E3. Yep. And next minute, it was on everyone's lips in the industry. Like, Sony this, Sony that, Sony's not coming. Sony that, and suddenly that's like, you heard their name more than anyone else because everyone's like, oh yeah, they're coming. That's not interesting. Sony, though. What are Sony doing? And it's like, you guys are kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. What is uh, your love track? Uh, mine is staying up late, watching the conferences, writing the hype beforehand. There's just something about those moments before those presses kick off. you got the countdown on the screen. You're just anticipating what's going to be shown. Or oh, I hope to show this. Or oh, it's just that writing that last bit of hype before it rolls into it. It's just so much fun. Yeah, that's so true. Sitting there in your like jammies with your coffee, yeah, and just yeah, your and phone like, ready it's like for notes. Five in the morning and it's dark outside. Yeah. And no one else is awake, and you're just there for this hype. Like you know, it was amazing being there last year in itself. You know, but there's yeah. just something that feeling of just sitting there, just at five o'clock in the morning. It's cold. Watching yeah, all this I, great stuff. I also, I, I guess, I could add to this love train of. I love that it's for Australia that most of them are like three, four or five in the morning because there's no one to bother you because we're grown ass men sitting in our house watching an hour and a half of people talk about video games. Yeah. There's so many things that our family, friends and partners would want us or expect us to do. Like, can you help me with this? Or can you meet me here or help me? And it's such a like, it's such a silly thing to like we can't really go nah I don't want to do that because I'm watching this you know because obviously we can just pause it and come back and watch it it's not going away Yeah. but you want to watch it live and I'm actually I do want to say that I love the fact that it for us in Australia it comes out at this like private time where we can just like this is just just Carl time just Cal and time like we're going to be locked away in this room no one's going to talk to me I'm just going to nerd out you know like yeah. it's, it is really cool it's almost now that I mean I haven't been to one specifically, like you've been to the actual Xbox shows. And the um, PC gaming show, yeah. 
Yeah, of course. And I almost want to argue that I think it just might be better than being at one of those shows in its own oh, way. Like, the, the, you know, like the, the, the screaming excitement. The energy in the room before the Xbox show was just intense. Yeah, that part is awesome. Like, as I guess as just a strict gamer, I would rather be at the conference. But as someone who follows it and, you know, like... Uh, writes it down and takes notes. I just there's something I really love about being in my robe yeah. with my coffee. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's a lot easier taking notes at home than sitting in the middle of a friggin' theater with like a thousand other people. Yeah, and I mean, so not just taking notes, but also being on like a group chat. Yeah, a lot of the times with like eight mates, whereas you couldn't really do that live. And I wish we did it this time, but for the Pokemon one, I think you ran away, but we we were all on. Um, Xbox at the time waiting for it to show up because they, they were showing at midnight or something and when it happened everyone just paused their game and we all switched to watching it on our TVs you know streaming it oh, off YouTube okay, yeah. but we're all on the mic still Yeah. and that's a way I'd love to do E3 one day but I guess we have to talk about it with other people because it's because it is so early it would just be me and you Yeah. but we were all there going like whoa oh look at that we're just friends yeah so that was really there's a lot of love train during E3 that is, hey? that is. all right let's roll into the hype train hype train Boom. all right i'll just uh do a super quick one yeah my hype train uh, thanks to uh you showing me that trailer is oddworld soul storm <laughs> um i watched that gameplay demo you showed me and yep. They they had Lorne Lanning there, who was the creator of Oddworld himself, and he is just a god to me. Um, and it was so interesting because he was talking about, and we all felt it as fans of Oddworld. Like, I loved Odyssey and Exodus so, so much. But then when they made, like, Munch's Odyssey and then that cowboy one, Stranger's Wrath, it just wasn't right. And he admitted it and said, like, we just got carried away with new technology and wanting to try new stuff, but we had this vision back in the day. And I remember it as an old fan that they announced way back then that this was going to be like this epic this five part epic that he'd pictured and when he pitched it to his um business partner she wanted to turn it into movies and he said no we're making games these are going to be game worlds and mm. soulstorm he said they finally it's taken them 22 years but they've come back to do the true continuation of oddworld and that just like blew my mind with excitement and the whole time he's talking about it in the background was gameplay and they've added like this crafting system and it's beautiful and it's quick and that's my hype train. Nice. Yes. What is yours, sir? Uh, mine is 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, yes. uh, it's lame that everything's coming out in 2020, but it's also hyped that everything is coming out in 2020. Like, what yep. a bonanza year. We've already touched on it, so we don't really need to go, but... You know, the big heavy hitters in Last of Us 2, Cyberpunk, plus next-gen stuff. It's just ridiculous. It is a ridiculous year. Oh, it is. And it starts nice and early, too. Like, Yeah, it starts know. in February with Vori. Yeah. So. Kicks in with February, and then March is massive, and then so on and so forth. Yep. And then, yeah, April, you've got Cyberpunk. Then in May, you've got, you've got Avengers. In June, you'll have Eve 3 again, setting up the next gen announcements etc so yeah it's uh it's a pretty cool pretty cool year coming yeah, up yeah it is but yeah it's just getting there it's yeah yeah but I'm, wow. I'm very excited for it all right guys uh you know once again thank you for joining us now uh anyone that's looking for a cool gaming community go check out gaming australia on facebook heaps of people in there well over a thousand in there 
you know, stuff always going on. So go check them out whenever you can. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, I'm good um, with delayed if, response there, Carl. Were you already talking? I, I didn't know you were waiting for me. Facebook, were you? I, I thought I thought you were saying more, and I thought is that is he reading notes or something? But no, that was genuine love. <laughs> um, you know, if you got any questions for us, whether it's about E3 or gaming or Callan's favorite food, just write to us on Facebook, uh, which is facebook.com/slash Game Train Podcast. Uh, you can also reach us on Instagram, which is just Game Train Podcast at Game Train Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter if you're weird, uh, which is at Game Train Talk. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah let's, that's let's us. Wrap it up. All right, that was E3 for 2019, guys. Uh, yeah, we'll be back soon with more reviews and our normal layout of the show. But uh, thanks for joining us, and this has been Game Train.